Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. The Girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Patty's mother was murdered, and Lisa lost her mother to cancer. This forged a bond between them that nothing could shake. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement, GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. All right. Well, welcome to our show today, and we are just having a little bit too much fun laughing at things that we we always laugh at things that are so not appropriate to ever share. <laughs> Those are always the funniest things, I think. But we're just telling airport stories. Um, you have been the jet setter of the world. You just went to speak at Exponential. You literally. I think you might have changed your clothes. Maybe not. I did shower. You did shower. shower You you came in, you you did a quick turnaround, and you were off to Jordan, Mm -hmm. which, of course, I'm still trying to catch up on some of those stories because I know going to Jordan, going to the refugee camps, and just you were wrecked because you're hearing these stories of of people losing – Everything. Losing Everything their that, children. You heard of, you know, just every family we talked to had either lost children, a spouse, or another family member. There was That was the common theme, which is you, you could hardly process it because we just can't relate to loss on mm. that extent because they had not only lost their home, but they had lost family. And you just can't comprehend mm-hmm. it. Well, and you're trying to be in the moment. I mean, that's one of mm-hmm. the things that you uh, had shared is you're and yet in the back of your mind, you know, you're going to get off the plane literally get off the plane and walk into our church and having to to prepare the Mother's Day message for 12,000 people. That was crazy. What was I thinking? I don't know, but I, I every time I thought about it, I got the, that weird butterfly feeling for you, and it really helped me pray for you, by the way. Well, thank because you. Because I was just like, oh, there is no way. I would have been sick, like immobilized, maybe even. Well, you know, the worst part was I like I, my flight got delayed, you know, because I was in Amman got delayed in Chicago, got here. I didn't get here to midnight on Friday night. And then, you know, we had, had five services yeah. at our church to speak at, two on Saturday and um, three on Sunday. And the two on Saturday, I didn't have a voice. I'm still getting starting to get yeah. my voice back. But that was the worst part because, and you realize, you know what's really cool though? It's like you realize the significance of voice, of your mm-hmm. voice, because I couldn't, I wanted to so, you know, with the energy and, and the voice inflection, and you just don't have it there. Mm-hmm. It was straining. Mm-hmm. And, but you realize that there are people living without a voice mm-hmm. in life, like mm-hmm. the Syrian refugees. And so it's like being a voice for them. So it was kind of a cool thing to realize how significant our voice really is mm-hmm. and our voice just and giving us influence or whatever. So, um, yeah, there was a lot of life lessons there, but while I was gone, I also know you were off speaking and doing like our, our, uh, our girlfriend's major retreat here, um, and up in the mountains. And then one night you guys had an eighties party and I heard, I saw pictures of you, which <laughs> you had the whole side pony going and, all that kind of stuff, and that looked like so much fun that you guys just had a girlfriend bash in the 80s party, with, and you were sharing some of the costumes, and it's just fun to see how yeah. people, their interpretation, how they dress up, and you did a, a workshop, and it, you spoke and did all sorts of things, so you were busy on the home front holding it down, and we were, so we were kind of dividing and conquering. This was my first uh, conference without you in 14 years. 
So I'm oh. just saying, I, I felt severed. Well, I felt and like you know what? Well, and I was so thinking about you, and it was killing me to be away. So it's like we both had our own issues going on. Well, the, the, only, separation. the only thing is that because it was an '80s party, and that was definitely my decade. So it was your decade. <laughs> you were in your you were in your glory. Yes, yes. Well, before we get too far into our show, you are listening to Girlfriend at Radio with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan, where we rally you to do the remarkable through resources and relationships. And we'll have more information about today's show and other tips and tricks on our website at girlfriendit.com. And you can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Well, we are excited today because we have our special guest, Lisa Troyer, and she hosts the Macchiato Moments on Moody Radio and is a founding member of John Maxwell's team of coaches and trainers, uh, which I think is amazing because you know my our John Maxwell story. We just love him and we love his books, and that's really neat that he's actually put this um, these workshops together where people can go through and become coaches and, and trainers and um, just learn more principles and leadership. Well, Lisa and Don Yoder have co-authored the book Real Woman, or is it Real Women? Real Women. <laughs> Leading with Proverbs 31 Values, which is a must-have leadership resource for today's Christian women. Woman, I, I just like to like mix that up, don't I? Yeah. She is the executive sales director for an international food service company where she has directed the development of the company from a local tourist attraction to an internationally known organization with a focus on quality and creativity. She is a published songwriter with multiple worship CDs, and she lives in Ohio with her husband, two children, and of course, you always have to have the family pets. So it's great to have you on the show today, Lisa. Thank you. How are you today? It sounds like you're doing great. We are doing great, and we were just we were laughing at you um, because your whole book talking about um, just leading with the, the Proverbs 31 values, and um, really what it comes down to is multitasking and trying to keep your values all at the same time when you're running around with your head cut off. Because here you are um, doing a radio interview from the airport, and when our sound engineer called you, you are whispering to her, you're going through security. <laughs> so yeah. we were it's like, tell her to hang up. We know what that's like, guard dogs and everything. So, yeah, we are so glad you made it through security because you never know how long that could take and that you are with us on the air. Yes, well, thank you. And uh, I'm coming to you from rainy, dreary Cleveland, Ohio. However, it is the home of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So even when it's raining, we know how to have fun. Yes, so, you do. Uh, well, where are you flying to? Actually, I'm flying to Nashville today, and I'm going to be meeting Dawn. She's already down there on business, her family business. Uh, they uh, work with uh, a satellite installation company on a national level, and they had their their seminar training things, uh, their annual meetings last the last few days. And so I'm meeting her down there this afternoon. We're going to go into the studio tonight and be there all day tomorrow and finish our Christmas album. So, yes, it's May, but you sing Christmas songs in Tennessee, so it's ready to release when everybody wants to listen to Christmas songs. Well, you're combining a couple of my favorite things. I love Nashville. Patty and I um, have had a couple of meetings there, and every time we go there, I, I try to say I own it because I just I love everything about Nashville, and I love Christmas. I love everything about Christmas. In fact, I listen to Christmas music. I 
all year long. I have to confess that. Yeah. Now you're going to make us listen to a Christmas CD. I, I have the feeling now. I just love it. So you're combining two of my favorite things and it's never, neither one of them are ever out of season. So that, that's fun. <laughs> so yeah, Lisa, we, uh, we, we love to do that too. So, I mean, when I'm driving around and it's hot, I'll be listening to Christmas songs. So. <laughs> All right. I want to dive right in and ask you a question because I, I know our time is limited because you never know when you're going to have to board that plane. But as a woman, tell us a little bit, um, how do women lead differently than a man? Well, I think if we go to the psychology of how we deal with things, mothers as a rule, uh, women more nurturing in nature. So uh, Dawn and I, we really take a specific focus on making sure that we uh, interact with our employees and, and those people that we coach uh, more like a mom than a babysitter. You know, a babysitter will make you a craft macaroni and cheese and make sure that the house doesn't burn down, but they're not really investing a whole lot in you beyond that. And so um, we try to use that philosophy. And, you know, there are guys that are extremely nurturing and very mentorship-minded, but I think that uh, with the emotional dynamics that we have been given by God, we have a, a different approach to things. And I know that that's probably not a universal statement because there are some ladies that I've worked for that I wish they would have acted more like women. But uh, <laughs> at any rate, yeah, um, that, that's, that's how we look at it. I mean, just like the lady in Proverbs 31, the thing that I love about her is that the king's mom was talking to him about the kind of wife he should have. And sometimes we just take verses 10 through 31, and we don't go through the first nine of the verses. And I think that when we look at how his mom was leading him uh, about setting the standard for, you know, what's going to make him a good leader, and then also how family life is going to be augmented by, by the choices that he makes, um, that's kind of... I mean, she's kind of my hero, the mother-in-law, as ironic as it sounds, but I had a wonderful mother-in-law, so she taught me well, and I would hope to invest that in, in my future daughter-in-law should our son Christian decide to get married. Mm, mm. Well, okay, you're saying the thing I like about the Proverbs 31 woman, and it's funny because I'm laughing because there's not a whole lot of things that I like about mm-hmm. the Proverbs 31 woman. <laughs> well, hope, hopefully just, just reading the book will be transformational for you. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, Lisa? I said that hope, hopefully that reading the book will be transformational for you and that you won't see her as somebody that that you could never be. I, You know, I have to remind myself when I read through it, as well as when I have the opportunity to, to share with other ladies, is that it was um, a seasonal thing, I think, with her. I mean, we can't do everything at one time. I mean, that's not humanly possible. I think that we have to be very wise in how we um, allocate our times in different seasons of our lives. Now, you might say, well, that's a contradiction because your daughter is going to be graduating from high school a week from Sunday and you're going to Nashville to sing songs. However, (laughs) it's one of those things that, you know, when, when when you have to multitask, And, you know, if you're in your 30s, 40s, early 50s, and you have, you know, little kids to teenagers, um, it's just something that you have to allocate your time wisely. Remember that no is not a four-letter word and that, you know, there are times that, you know, it's, it's a good thing but not the best thing. 
Well, and, and that is, it is knowing when to say no, when to say yes, and how much really you can, can cram into and still be effective because we can do sometimes more than, than we think. Absolutely. Well, we're getting ready to go on to a commercial break, but I do not want to end on that note because we are so going back to the graduation that's taking place when you're singing Christmas songs. You, you, just hit a, <laughs> you just hit a button with Patty because she's done the same thing, but she's not going to Nashville today, but she has the same. <laughs> oh, yeah. We were going to revisit that one. <laughs> well, today's okay. marketplace is not always a values-friendly environment. Business leaders Lisa Troyer and Don Yoder show you that you can live and thrive in a valueless workplace when you live by biblical values and principles. And we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about that because Patty has some more things she really wants to. It could be a counseling session. It might be. I need to lay down. Okay. Be right back. This is Girlfriend on Togginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. My husband and I were in youth ministry and knew nothing about church planning. But as we felt God leading us to start a new church, we were connected with Stadia. They gave us coaching and personal care, giving us the confidence that we needed. They even have a ministry called Bloom that's designed to support me as a lead planner spouse. We now lead a church in Cleveland, Ohio that's transforming lives, and we couldn't have done it without Stadia. Stadia brings people and churches together to transform lives and communities through church planting. For more information, go to stadia.cc. What does Reboot mean? Ever wonder why your connection to the world through your computer does not work as flawlessly as most of your ability to breathe? ISP Radio Network explains the why and how the Internet works. Learn the inside and secrets that your Internet provider may not be telling you or even want you to know. Gain the confidence to proclaim that you are no longer technically illiterate. You may call him a techno gearhead or network guru, but Stephen Grabeel, your host, is a person driven by a passion to serve people fast internet, as well as empowering internet users with simple skills to maintain their fast internet. This is ISP Radio Network, a place where internet service providers and the self-proclaimed technically challenged users of the internet meet weekly to share ideas of what makes the internet work or how to make the internet work better. Don't miss ISP Radio with your host, Stephen Grabeel, Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Central, right here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on Toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Talking with our special guest today, Lisa Troyer, author of Real Women Leading with Proverbs 31 Values. And um, I can't believe I actually said that out loud, how irritating I am with the Proverbs 31 woman. I'm but, not surprised. <laughs> but Lisa, Me either. <laughs> I do want to go back 
to what you had said that you have a daughter graduating um, this next week, and I do as well. And I just came up with this similar issue where I, I had scheduled um, a day of speaking on that day and realized, oh, I'm going to miss her graduation. And apparently you are going to miss her, your daughter's graduation. Um, just so you know, since you can see I'm highly competitive, I did rearrange my schedule. <laughs> so yes. I want to hear your excuse and how you got around this whole situation. Oh, well, I mean... I, I will not be missing graduation for sure, but it's like the graduation party plans. Um, I had to kind of hit the pause button. And I'm really, really hoping that my local bakery will listen to my instructions to make the red velvet cupcakes that Jillian wants. She wants to do a, a New Yorker thing because she's actually going to become, well, soon to become a college student on Long Island and then go into Manhattan and get her bachelor's and fine arts and musical theater it's like okay when we called her broadway jill when she was a baby we had no idea that no we were idea. Being prophetic so but wow. but yeah you know it, it my husband is a very very uh involved parent as well and i can tell you with a confident assurance that i would not have um the the liberty in my schedule if i were not married to bob i mean he's he's an awesome guy and we and we work in a family business so you know there are there are circumstances that both Don and I understand that not every lady um, that's in business has the same opportunities that we do schedule wise however I mean we are in the office we are really focusing right now on on investing and building up the millennials that we have under our employ and uh, that in and of itself is a dynamic where I feel like I'm learning something new every day. Well, let's talk about that because you talked about that generation. And, and that is, um, you, you're seeing that even in churches and businesses because there is a different mindset and a different style of leadership and different conversations with, with that generation. And how does one generation really speak the language of the other one? So let's address that. What are you finding? What are the best approaches, what what are their needs? What do they respond the best to in leadership? And side note, I have to say, um, Patty and I always say every woman needs a wife, and it sounds like you have, you know, Bob is that, and Bob, I it sounds like the Proverbs thirty-one man. So you, that that's a great thing. So anyway, I and I I divert, but let's go back to the millennial thing. So address that with us because that is really a hot topic. Yeah, it definitely is. We um, find that because the the and I call them kids because I mean I'm forty-nine, so. A lot of the the people that I'm hiring now, they're half my age, which oh, that makes me want to win. But anyway, that's the truth, and so I have to know how to acclimate and to speak their language. And what I am finding is because, and just like with the, our children, when they went to preschool, I mean, they learned the I Am Special song. Now, when I was in kindergarten, nobody you know, rolled out the red carpet for me in kindergarten. They were very nice, but it wasn't like you walked in and there was a spotlight put on you and you sang, I'm special and, and I'm the most important person in the room. Well, the millennial kids have kind of been raised in that environment. And I think we as parents, too, have been, um, uh, how should I say, um, maybe a little bit more accommodating to interests and schedules than perhaps our parents were just because of the availability of different activities and social networking and how that's increased. But what I'm finding as I mentor, and, I, and I'm a mom at work, I'm a mentor of millennials. And, and, and what I know to be true is that in our generation, 
it was a very top-down kind of uh, authority triangle. But when the kids come into the work environment now, just graduating from college or high school, they expect to be engaging with the owner or the, the, the main person in authority. Um, they don't really like to follow that stair step of command. They think that what they have to say is important and they want to be heard. And that's why Dawn and I are implementing to such a great degree what we call the Global Priority Roundtable. Because when we bring these young people into the work environment, they have to have a voice or they're going to feel suppressed and uh, they won't be good team members and the generational split will become even wider. So when we have multi-generational roundtables going on in our workplaces, it is a real wonderful catalyst for understanding. Now, the, the principle itself for the value that we talk about truth is truth, and they are based on Proverbs, but in the workplace, because of laws, we call them stealth values. Um, There's no Bible verses or anything like that, but the value, the truth of, you know, the character of God is there, and and, uh, we see that the kids are communicating with us. We understand that we have to be good facilitators of detail. They do not think two and three steps ahead like we did. It's just not part of their their wheelhouse, and a lot of it is because of the short answer, social networking. You know, kids, they call their mom when they want something. We didn't have the opportunity to get on the cell phone and say, hey, mom, I need this, I need that, what do I do? They They really are very dependent on the instructions of other people, and if we're not giving them their instructions, and they feel like they can't be successful. Mm. Okay, uh, I, I love what you said, um, that you guys have to be a good facilitator of detail because um, ju- just even phrasing it that way really helps. Uh, so many times you see that with the younger generation where um, it's very, like you said, very last minute. It's that instant gratification. You might not know that there's even a meeting taking place until all of a sudden, hey, we need to have a meeting. Whereas we would have planned it out going, okay, we need a meeting here on Monday at three o'clock and then here. And that can be annoying <laughs> if, <laughs> if you are from a different generation where you're going, why are you guys not organized and figuring this out ahead of time? Why are you doing these, these last minute curtain calls basically? So, yeah. so how do you think that they substitute then um, as the older generation is passing the baton, they'll just, do you think they'll just figure that part out? Uh, well, some of it is maturity, but some some of what we're finding is that there are, I don't want to say fewer entrepreneurs in that generation, but we have to look at the economics and the global influence of the economy moving us more into a socialistic kind of mindset as opposed to capitalism, and that makes people look at themselves as, I have to be more equal to somebody, and that means not always up to their level, but but almost repressing themselves because we've we've somehow um, misinterpreted what we meant by competition and ambition don't always have to be bad things. Uh, you know, we've taught the kids that you know everybody gets a trophy, and that's something that I think for people that are 
highly motivated people. It can sometimes be a deterrent because if everybody's getting a trophy, then why should I try so hard? You know, it's mm-hmm. it's just a different mindset. And I've been doing some ministry work with um, uh, Carrie Webb. She's Henry Blackaby's daughter, and she's been a, a Germany missionary now for over a decade. And I can really see how um, the mindset of government in Europe is really infiltrating the millennial generation here. Um, I would consider myself very entrepreneurial, very goal-oriented, and not to say that the kids in the millennial generation are not, but it expresses itself differently. Hmm. So it's very important for us to remember, too, we're kind of in that sandwich generation because when we have people in their 60s approaching 70 that are working longer because economics requires it, and then you have kids coming out of college, I mean, there's a 50-year span, you know, between mm-hmm. some of these people. And a perfect example is um, I was talking to one one mom. She said that her mom was like, why doesn't my grandson ever call me? Why doesn't he ever call me? He has a cell phone. And then the daughter said, well, mom, why don't you send him a text? He'll probably respond very quickly to that because that's typical of somebody who's teenager, early 20s. And so the grandmother did, you know, hi, this is Grandma, how are you doing? Tell me about what's going on. And the response from the child was, hi, Grandma, I'm great. Thanks for writing. Boom. And that's all there was. And it's like the mom was put in a situation where the kid was feeling like he did what he was supposed to do. And then the grandmother, though, did not feel like that interaction was satisfying at all. So the, the millennial folks, they, they don't do a lot of face-to-face communication with the diversity of generations. And yeah, it's a perfect so, story. So, That's yeah, a great so I don't, story. I don't, I'm sorry, I don't know going forward exactly. We just have to keep introducing um, that the values of listening and being transparent and understanding people are so important because even though the style of communication might change, those inherent needs that every human being has to belong and to be appreciated and to feel some measure of success, those things don't change. How are we going to get the millennials, you know, to, to meet those markers in life? I don't know. I think we're all learning together, but we have to not be presumptuous in the approaches that we take. Well, we so appreciate you, Lisa, joining us today and taking the time out of your crazy, busy schedule. Um, we And we're going to have to go in for a break, but tell our listeners how they can find you, how they can um, connect with you and your book, and what is one thing that you want them to walk away with with Real Women? Okay. Uh, people can contact me through my website, lisatroyer.com, or they can email me directly with questions, lisatroyer at iCloud.com. The one thing that I feel that's so important is to understand that we all have influence. doesn't matter if it's just around the kitchen table because we're a stay-at-home mom and homeschooling the kids or sitting at a boardroom table. We all have influence, and we all have a responsibility to use our influence for the positive. And if anybody thinks they don't have influence, well, they're very, very mistaken because just our existence will influence somebody. So we, we get to choose. Well, 
This is Girlfriend on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. We were thriving in a youth ministry when God clearly called us out of our Bible Belt comfort zone to plant a church in California. Stadia's 90 plus percent success rate gave us all the confidence we needed. They also cared for us through amazing support networks to encourage us like Bloom, a one of a kind ministry for planters wives. It's here I find deep friendships with like-minded gals who want to change lives. Stadia brings people and churches together to transform lives and communities through church planting. For more information, go to stadia.cc. We often ask, is that all there is? Why is this happening to me? Why am I always broke? How am I going to survive this mess? Then join Dr. Geraldine Tegeloff for Nature Spirits Speak, 7 p.m. Tuesday evenings on toginet.com. Geraldine is a metaphysician, nature intuitive, and prosperity coach who shares with you how she went from totally broke to living what she would call her perfectly prosperous life. Through the combination of a wealth of metaphysical knowledge and her amazing ability as an intuitive, Geraldine brings to you the secrets of her magical journey of healing emotionally, spiritually, and financially. As with the ancient seers and master teachers, Geraldine has a unique gift of being able to connect to the simple yet profound messages brought to us by Mother Nature, and happily shares these through today's note to self on her webpage, naturespiritspeak.com. If you need help with your journey, why not connect with Geraldine during her show, Nature Spirit Speak, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a bug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Welcome back to the show. We are talking about leading in the Proverbs 31 way. Um, which, you know, I, I really am joking about not caring for Proverbs 31. I just, I have to make sure that... Are you, you know, feeling guilty right now? <laughs> feeling a little. Confession? It's like, I, you know, I probably need to spiritualize a little bit more today rather than being so highly yeah, competitive. Yeah, don't change who you are. <laughs> be, be authentic. <laughs> well, I, I'm excited for our next guest, uh, Krista Gilbert. She is the founder of MeaningInAMinute.com, a website designed to help people create meaningful connections in the midst of busy days, which... That whole concept is just absolutely fabulous. Uh, Krista is convinced that people need what they've always needed, time, love, and real connection with God and with others around them. She coaches people on how to weave meaningful connection into everyday moments, whether it is driving to soccer, carpool, or checking out at the grocery store, which is so cool because so many times we really don't take those moments and and captivate them like really use those moments sometimes you're just you're in survival mode and you're just getting through the day or you're on your cell phone going through the checkout line which I've really tried not to do that anymore yeah I've actually had two different um people tell me when I got off the phone as I got in and they go thank you so much for validating that I'm here wow yeah Yeah. I I don't get that kind of validation because I'm never really that polite I always I'm on the phone and I look at them and go I'm sorry like you know like I get off the phone (laughs) well Krista welcome to the show today thank you thanks for having me I love being here 
Well, you are currently writing a book titled Reclaiming Home, A Dare to Take Back Your Family. And um, I, I had to like really think twice about having you on the show because I didn't want to feel guilty with anything <laughs> you're going to say. <laughs> and, and just so you know, Krista, uh, Patty has been raving about you because I know that you guys got to have fun on the show before when I was gone. And so you know, there, there's some high expectations here, but we, but we're so excited because we know we're going to have a great time with you. And this is such a, a relevant topic because, and, and I, I like how you frame it with the minute thing, because so many times it's overwhelming going, I have to do something. It's going to take me an hour to do it. But you're saying we can really make a difference with just giving a minute of our time intentionally, which is doable. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I believe it. I do. I lived it. You know, I'm a, I am a typical, we are a typical modern family. I have four kids all between second grade and freshman in high school and three of them play club soccer. One of them plays competitive basketball and um, plus, you know, the myriad of other activities we're involved in. So, so I'm not just speaking to other people. This is born directly out of my own need and I've seen the benefit of just taking those little minutes of time and it matters. It really, really does make a difference. And it's surprising because you think you need a half an hour, an hour, but really you don't. If you can just commit to being fully engaged in those little minutes of time, it, it's amazing what happens in relationships. Well, and in the, the trickle of that effect, um, even on, on Mother's Day, it was just kind of comical because usually whenever it's somebody's birthday or their special day or whatever at our table, they have to go around the room and, you know, if, if it's Kaylee's birthday, okay, everybody go around and say something special or a great memory that you have with Kaylee. Well, it was funny because then on Sunday, my husband goes, all right, everyone go around the table and say your best memory of mom. And I thought, okay, it's funny when they all of a sudden take on those little tips and tricks that you usually are the one that's orchestrating I would have loved to sit around your table because I'm sure you stood up really straight. You're like, all right. (laughs) Yes, please, please, please wake up and Please shower me with all your wonderful (laughs) memories of how wonderful I am. Yeah. Yes, well, I, I... Want to know, first of all, because as a matter of fact, I would like to read one of our listeners sent an email message, um, Andrea Vega, and she's a founder and executive director. And I just want to ask you a question because you came up with this idea for your website and you just, you wanted a message to to get out into the world. And now you're, you're running this site and you're running this organization. And so many times people have this desire and they feel called to do something, but they don't know how to activate yes, it. Yes, how to activate. And so Andrea, she wrote to us saying, um, I'm being directed to expand into women's ministry. I have a vision of teaching and holding retreat type events. My issue is that I'm not even sure where to start. And then she goes into more detail of experience, you know, leading Bible studies, but just having a difficult time to understand, you know, where are the steps? And I think so many times people get frustrated and they feel really stuck at times. And she actually talks about that. Like, do I need a mentor? What do I need to take the, the steps? Um, so what, when you felt this calling, what did, what did you do? Well, it was a real journey for me. Um, and, you know, I started very broad. Um, but I would say, for me, what was very helpful was thinking about um, Peter Stropel, someone I heard speak, and 
um, he talks about the idea of instant change. And, you know, what can you do right now that will move you forward in whatever direction you want to go? So for, for her, she's wanting to do these retreats. Um, well, I guess the first step would be to really identify where is her passion? You know, where, what about women's retreats currently, um, does she like or not like? And then where does she want to go? Where is she specifically called? And really narrow that focus. Because I think the more narrow we can be in our focus, then it really helps us to know. Um, and that's where we get into mission statements and all that. But, um, you know, what is our audience? What is the the felt need out there that's not being met currently? And how can we step in and fill that? So um, for me, it was very helpful to walk through that process of, okay, what is the instant change I can make right now? But that really flowed out of um, the mission, which was connection. How can we incorporate real connection into today's modern society? Not not just someone necessarily living on the farm and living maybe a more um, you know agrarian type lifestyle, because that's not where most of us live. So um, for me, it was really how can I meet the woman who is in, in my position. So that would probably, does that make sense? um, Okay. That's probably where I'd begin of just what's the felt need, what's not being met. And then where is my passion and how can I step directly into that? Well, and it's always really good that the questions are really what you need to, you know, and we don't take time to ask ourselves questions. It's, it's, we're always asking somebody else, but to sit down really and be intentional, which is what you're saying with even being intentional with a minute, but being intentional with, okay, what, like you said, all these questions, asking yourself to go, really, what is my why? Why, why do I want to do this? What's going to compel it forward? So those are just great questions that if we would sit down with ourselves. Yeah. And, and just reading a book, you said Peter Strobel's, what was the name of that book? Peter Strobel. He's actually a businessman, but he spoke at a writer's conference I went to and he, he invented the um, clamshell design of the laptop. So he's more of, of a business guy, but he really has a lot to say that applies to any one of us. He's very inspirational. Well, and she was asking, you know, do I need a mentor? And I know Lisa and I, we have found that that our best mentors, well, besides it being me, of course, I've heard, <laughs> was that it's reading books. That that many times that's where you learn the most is just getting those books in front of you. And it's not necessary. I mean, it's great to have those friends and, and those people in your in your life who can breathe into you, but also just grabbing the books. I know some of our favorite books have been from Andy Stanley and Erwin McManus um, and even um, the Living Through Your Strengths. Uh, Marcus? Marcus Buckingham or something like that. Uh, So another question, I'm kind of switching gears, but um, you have taken this, uh, obviously, this strong calling where you want to dare people to really activate the, those and, and, and make those minutes count. But then you're leading into writing a book about reclaiming, reclaiming home. And like I said, um, just be careful because I, I don't want you to step on my toes, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm giving you full permission to go to do that. <laughs> so what is your concept here? Well, and, and actually, I mean, you are the person I'm writing to. It I, is- oh, I know. I know, and it really is about um, how can how can we take the building blocks 
that were present in past generations that really made them pillars of strength, that made them made their homes a very secure and foundational place to be. How can we take those same concepts, but put them into our modern society, put them into how we live today? That's, that is different than how our grandparents and great-grandparents lived. But how can we take some of those same concepts and apply them in a practical way? And, you know, one of my mottos, this is a mantra I use personally and something I will, I will really throughout the book, repeat, is just something is better than nothing. And how there are many seasons where we feel overwhelmed and and we just can't do it all. You know, we want to have these great chore charts for our kids and teach them work ethic. And, you know, but sometimes all we can do is say, okay, do the after dinner dishes and I'm going to do it with you. And we're going to just, that's, we're just doing that today, you know, and that's all I can really do. And that's okay. But that we're really trying to do something, even if it's not everything. Well, and that is a good point because we we overwhelm ourselves because we think it has to be something on a grandiose scale, mm-hmm. and we have to have this major goal at the end of the day that we really saw that it you know spiked the charts. Mm-hmm. Instead of going do something, and I, that, we almost need somebody to give us permission to go, it's okay that you spent time and you washed dishes after dinner and did those things. That, that was significant. Yeah. That's what, that's what we like about your, or men- taking a shower Yeah, for you. That's <laughs> very significant. That was really cool that you found time to take a shower. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The world appreciates that one. Um, and we divert again, don't we? Uh, <laughs> well, we have to take a, a, a a break in just a minute, but this is some really good stuff to going forward because we want to, when we come back and talk about how we can really intentionally use those minutes. And I know on your website, you have it in different categories where you dare to take the challenge to, and you give some dares on how to use that minute. Cause that's one thing that's like be intentional with your minutes, but then we don't know how to be intentional. Yeah. So you yeah. give us, you equip that. So our question as we go into the break is how intentional are you with your minutes? When we come back, Chris is going to continue to share the significance of a single minute and the impact it can have on our relationships when we dare to take the dare. Patty and I always like to go, I double dog dare you. So you're really speaking our language (laughs) with the whole dare thing. And when we come back, we want to hear some of your dares that you, you put out there. And we want to challenge all of us to take the dare and to see the difference that a minute in our day truly make. We'll be right back. This is Girlfriend on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. My husband and I have always wanted to plant a new church. After 10 years, God finally affirmed that in us. We thought we were on our own. We never imagined that there was an organization that could partner with us. That's when we got connected with Stadia. They have incredible systems in place to support our family, including a network designed specifically for me, the spouse of a church planner. We could have never done it without Stadia. 
Stadia brings people and churches together to transform lives and communities through church planting. For more information, go to stadia.cc. Welcome to The Quip with Miriam Nicole Huffman, a modern woman's guide to styling her faith, family, and finances. The online radio show dedicated to today's positive, purpose-driven woman who's ready to heal her heart, her head, and her household by realigning with what she values most. If your highest values are faith, family, finances, and freedom, you're in the right place. Host Miriam Nicole Huffman is a woman on a mission. Her mess to success journey has taken her from life as an upper-middle-class stay-at-home mom to a broke single mom to living a life of joy and wholeness as she builds a thriving business while raising her healthy, happy family. Every week on The Quip, Miriam Nicole shares her love, life, legal, and lifestyle success secrets. Whether it's wisdom you're seeking, inspiration and motivation from someone who's hit rock bottom and risen to success, or you want to know how to fully align your faith, family, and finances to create more freedom for yourself, you're an Excellent hands with Miriam Nicole. Check out past shows by clicking on the podcast player to the right or check our recent guests in the blog below. Got a question for Miriam Nicole? Want to be a guest on her show? Email us at thequip at miriamnicolehuffman.com. And join us every Thursday at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, hot pink is her favorite color, and she rarely leaves the house without lipstick and hairspray. And now she's on a new task of taking back the home in her new book that will be, we'll have to have you on the show again, Krista, when you, when this book comes out. But I, you know, I think it's going to require some therapy for you, so I'm really excited about that. Lisa wanted to know if I needed to lay down for the next segment because um, she thought it might be a little bit of therapy. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm somewhat joking. I am very passionate about right. um, <laughs> taking back the home because uh, Lisa and I have both worked in youth ministry. Uh, she, of course, deserted me and grew up, and I'm still doing youth ministry, um, loving every summer camp that I go to. And... Just in the last decade, watching the kids change, the dynamics, and I, I know I have one in, in junior high right now, and last week we were at a, a um, choir event, and one of the gals in choir had tried to take her life, and um, not to like totally switch gears on the show, but this is what our, our youth, they're, they're dealing with. And Different if we, dynamics now. Yes. If we do not take back our home, um, it is serious business. So. What are some of the other aspects? I mean, do you get into even just taking back your home, having having dinner time together? I know that's something that when we have kids at the camp, they don't ever have dinner together. So they love that camp experience, just sitting around a table together and being able to have the, the dialogue and the conversation. Yeah, and, and that actually is is one of a chapter in my book that um, I think is pretty foundational. 
And that is just, you know, how, how do you create the family table? Because we think it's, it's just something, you know, we have to put food on the table every day, but it's more than that. It, it really lays this beautiful foundation for kids in a place where, and not just for kids, but for all of us, you know, for the, for the family as a whole, and that it really does knit hearts together as we're sharing a meal. And that's very biblical. It's a very biblical concept mm-hmm. that we're actually practicing daily in our homes. And because of school and whatnot, dinner is the time where that happens. And so, um, you know, I really will have some great ideas on, on how to equip people with how do you even plan it? Because I think for a mom, dinner time is one of the most stressful parts mm-hmm. of a day. You, you've got to come up with some meal every day to feed people. <laughs> and, and that's hard. And, and you have to think ahead. You have to know what you have. And then also, you know, for some people financially, um, that can be a, a real stress. Not to <laughs> mention just that that's a hard time of day for kids, especially if you have young ones. So um, I, I'm going to provide some tools for that because it is so important. And that daily ritual is, is very comforting to our, to our children. Yes, it, it is so comforting. I know I had a girlfriend give me a fondue set and I, I can't tell you how many times I lay in bed at night and go, I, I plan it in my head using mm-hmm. that fondue set. Cause I think it would be such a cool experience, but for whatever reason, it has never, it's never been out of the box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so many times we just, that needs to be like a dare. Maybe, maybe you can dare, me to do <laughs> which, which I have to ask you, what dare are you currently running on your site right now? Well, the one that I'm, I'm doing uh, alongside my audience right now, which I love is called um, 12 dates in 12 months. And this one is, it's a little bit different than my typical one minute. Um, but it, I, for, for Christmas this year, I gave my husband um, 12 dates in 12 months. And, and then I just thought, well, why not invite people to do it with me? And so, um, so it, that's what's happened. All these people have signed up with me. And right now we are doing one date a month and, um, and I give them the date. I give them exactly, I, it's, it's my graphic designer hopped on board. She was excited about it. So we do a, we do an invitation, we do a, a write-up of the day, activities to do, and kind of make it a no-brainer. But, you know, one of the, the trademarks of my site and something that I just would like to continue even in this one is that it's doable, that it's not some big elaborate thing, that everybody can do what I'm, what I'm putting out there. You just have to set aside the time for it. And, you know, once a month is, I think, a good goal for people who don't, date on a regular basis, um, that seems more realistic than say, you know, trying to incorporate something and have it be every week or even every other week. So that it's been really, really fun. And we're getting, getting pretty creative. That's a, that is a great challenge for, especially when you, you do have younger kids to take that time. And that's a great dare to make sure that you're having fun with your husband and, and being hot and sexy for your husband. Like so yeah. many times you, you just forget that, okay, he, he's probably seeing a lot of women that are out there that are, you know, you're only seeing the best highlights of them at work. And then you come home and it's easy to get into a mindset of you're only sharing your bad parts of your day mm-hmm. with your husband versus what a fun person you are. Yeah. 
Well, and, and on the dates, I actually have um, three different levels. I have the bronze, the silver, and the gold. So, you know, for people who are especially young moms, I just, you know, so feel for those days that when you have toddlers and running around and it's, you can't, your babysitter cancels. And, you know, so I, on every day, I try try and have an option that would make it doable for people who have a babysitter who cancels or, you know, something like that. Um, and then of course the silver ups the ante a little bit and then the gold really, really takes it to the next level. <laughs> can, can you give us an, an idea what it like, what is a date that you would recommend? Well, um, you know, one that we just did that I just think is so fun. We did one called Books and Dreams. And um, it really was born out of the concept that, you know, we stopped dreaming along the way with our spouse. And um, we stopped growing in that way together. And so um, I, I have this, you know, it's all kind of library-ish, the graphics. And you can go to a bookstore or a library. And then I give all these questions Like, for example, um, you know, something I would like to learn with you is something I dream that we would do in the next five years is, and then it's like a dot, dot, dot. Well, then you go find the library, a, a book that has that topic, whatever your answer is. So like for me, let's say, uh, we're going to celebrate our 25th anniversary in the next, um, five years. So, you know, it's a dream of mine that we would take a big trip. So I, you know, went and found a book on, um, on Italy and, you know, that would be my dream. And so then I come back and my answer to that question, you know, we look at the book on Italy and, and just, I mean, the idea is that you would actually start dreaming together a little bit and that you would, um, begin to kind of rekindle those, those fires that come so easily when you first meet or when you're first engaged or young married couple, um, you have all these hopes and dreams. And then as we get going through life, you know, we're just doing the daily tasks and we forget that that's an important part of a relationship. Well, you're absolutely right. Cause we, we kick into the, sur- the surviving mode rather than the thriving mode. And we, we allow like just the realities of life and the responsibilities and the ruts to really kind of dictate. And that's a great idea. Just going out and dreaming together. Cause sometimes we, we are setting goals together. You know, I know mm-hmm. like um, Patty and her husband and, and me and my husband, we both do that separately um, at the beginning of the year. And we write down our goals like we want to do individually and our goals we want to do as a couple. And we just kind of sit down and then throughout the year we kind of, you know, look at it and go, where are we on this? And we visit that and we all have a date, you know, night around that. And that always kind of keeps you focused and on track and it keeps you working together on something. Um, one of the things that we've realized, you know, is like um, being married for all these years is you do grow independently, mm-hmm. but you also need to make sure you're growing dependently with each other. So you're not growing in two different directions. And those kind of ideas are such a great way to bring you back together mm-hmm. and, and, work yeah. and have that shared experience. So like if something you want to learn how to do together is let's say make pasta, you know, I mean, what a simple thing. I mean, not simple, but you know, what a fun thing. And that you could actually like, you know, plan that out and figure out where you're going to get the, you know, I mean, just anything, but you're doing something together as opposed to always living your separate lives and your separate interests and hobbies. And that is so significant. And I think just that one tip 
for our listeners to go, okay, what, what vision do you have with your husband? What, what are you dreaming about? What are you working on? Even if it's, of course, making pasta does not sound fun to me at all. Just, just, just. <laughs> <I know. laughs> um, like learning, you know, a hobby or going on a hike together, whatever, having a vision um, in, in that way. But whatever it is that, that really floats your boat, it, I had just said to my husband the other day, because we've always had major projects together, building a house together, looking for a home, just major projects. And I said, I hope I'm not getting bored, but I need a huge vision with you again. And it, it might be even just serving together. Where are you serving at church? What are you doing for the Lord? Where are your passions? And it, it's like you said, Lise, it's really cool to be independent, but it's even cooler to also be dependent on, on each other. Yeah. Well, we may have to make some decisions about, you know, priorities in our lives too. Like for an example of that is, um, you know, I get asked to do a lot of ministry things, but I've decided recently that unless my family can be a part of that um, service, that I should probably put that on hold for now. And that's just where, that's just a season of life that I'm in. That's just where I'm at personally um, because of our activities with our kids after school and whatnot. Um, but so now, you know, I, I just, I'm looking at something through different eyes where how can they be a part of what I'm doing as opposed to me just going out and serving alone? Well, Krista, you've given us some great tips, great things, great dares to think about. We have like 30 seconds left. How can our listeners find you and, and, uh, and go and take the dare, basically? Well, they can find me at meaninginaminute.com. That's probably the easiest place. And then on there are all my social media links. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that. Well, again, we want to thank you just for taking your time and joining our show and challenging us to take a dare and to really be intentional with even just a minute in our day and the difference it can make in our relationships. Thanks for joining our show. For more information, join us at Girlfriend at Facebook and our website, girlfriend.com. Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriended, the show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself. 